get a win, and today we're talking about it. Coming up here in about 15 minutes, Mike Clemens going to be joining us. Looking forward to that, as he does on Mondays and Fridays, taking us the rest of the way. Enjoying the day, and just enjoy the moment. You know, today the sun's a little brighter. You feel a little bit better. There's a lot of people, if the water cooler still exists, talking around the water cooler about, wow, what about the job Christian Watson did? What about Aaron Rodgers yesterday running the offense? What about the fact that uh, they weren't doing the RPOs, but they were doing more play action? You know, what about that game? What about the Packers not even expected to win? Nobody picking the Packers to win that game. And the Cowboys coming into Lambeau Field and kind of crapping the bed. What about all of that? That's the talk today around all the water coolers. Again, if they still exist. Um, by the way, Brett said it's snowing in Eau Claire. No sun today. But isn't it a nice-looking snow? Snow's looking, oh, by the way, uh, in this area, I know tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow? Overnight tonight and into tomorrow, we're talking one to three inches here, I think. Um, but And I know, look, snow at this point in time is kind of wanted by many hunters. Sp- hey, speaking of that, I just read this, and I want to make, make a mention of this, because I love her friends up in Tomahawk. And, uh, and uh, um, they have, a, uh, uh, they have a, um, an event coming up. This Friday, if I'm not mistaken, let me find this real quick because I know there's many, many of you that go up north hunting. And uh, that time of year, again, it says uh, free venison feed this Friday, Main Street, 1130 to 130, hosted by the Tomahawk Chamber. Uh, Donations are accepted. Thanks to all the sponsors. So coming up this week, this Friday, they got a venison feed going on, 1130 to 130. There you go. If you're going to be up north, going to get ready to do some hunting, stop over for on Main Street in Tomahawk. Get the venison feed. Give a shout-out to them as well. They do a lot of good stuff up there. Hopefully, by the way, speaking of Tomahawk, note to, note to self, next year, take the porta-potties out of the way of the painting uh, there off of Main Street, which is a really cool sign, and everybody wants to get their picture taken in front of it every year, but the last couple of years, you stack porta-potties in front of it. Don't do that anymore. Just throwing it out there. I'm just trying to help the state, man. I don't know why we're not sponsored by Discover Wisconsin which is much with as much as we travel. So, there you go. Uh, Now it's time. Ben Kenny with his finger on the button. Stock up or stock down? Let's do this. It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the market so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur. From this week of football. There we go. I love it when a plan comes together. Stock Up. Justin Jefferson, oh, my God, that one-handed grab he had, not to mention is he just kind of a a one-man wrecking crew when it comes to the offensive side of the football for the Minnesota Vikings. But that one-handed grab was, that was very reminiscent of, say, OBJ falling out of of the end zone with a one-handed grab, keeping the tiptoe in for a score. That was an incredible catch yesterday. That is one of my stock-ups. Ben Kenny. I will piggyback that and shout out iced out Kirk Cousins, who did not lose the game, though he did not play great. Josh Allen is really becoming Brett Farvesk. Stock the, down there, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can make every throw look I, like playground football. And then he turns around and throws two picks in the second half, fumbles on the goal line. That was a crazy game. Uh, stock down, though, the rest of America that uh, had to watch that game instead of the Packers-Cowboys, which clearly was more interesting. 
Well, they watched that game at least through the first quarter of the Packers-Cowboys game, and then really the, the excitement came down to the very end. So if you watched it in back-to-back fashion, you got that brilliant game between the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings, and then you kind of went, crap, I missed part of the Packers game, and then you get the Packers game, and the end of that game turned out to be brilliant. What a game. What a day. What a football day. Stock down. Dak Prescott sucks. couple of picks yesterday. Three touchdowns, but two picks. Rudy Ford, stock up, stock down, Dak Prescott. Terrible. 27 of 46. His completion percentage was awful. 265 yards. Quarterback rating of 78.6. As opposed to Aaron Rodgers, who always bounces back after a bad performance. 146.7. Big day. 14 of 20. That was it. 224 yards. Three touchdowns. Only under pressure and sacked twice all day. Scrambled for a big first down to change the game, in my opinion. Kudos to Aaron Rodgers. When a man when a man takes a beating, and rightfully so, you got to give him his props. And damn, if he didn't do it again, Aaron Rodgers, he the man. There you go. Stock up. Oh, Bill, everyone in the press box got their Rudy jokes off. How everyone in the yes. stadium should start, start chanting. He was not offsides, yep. though. Uh, during the interceptions. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was terrified entering the game that Rodgers will try to go beat McCarthy single-handedly. And given what we've seen from the wide receiver room, maybe that wouldn't have been possible, right? But Christian Watson being there, that's the biggest shining star from the game for me. Totally changed the game in, in every way. And mm-hmm. Rodgers went back to him after the drops. He, he was unguardable there on the back end. Um, and just the biggest stock down to uh, the state of Texas, you know? They're all behind their Cowboys, America's team, the Longhorns hosting TCU. They they all lost this weekend, and it's glorious. Yeah, it was a it was a, a kind of a, a dismal weekend if you were in the state of Texas. And the end. Well, let's face it. I mean, you're still basking in the glow of the Houston Astros' victory in the World Series, but that's about it. Ah, uh, no one cares down there. Nobody cares. Everybody loves Dusty Baker, but nobody else cares. Hey, by the way, stock up, David Bakhtiari. Did not allow a Micah Parsons pressure all day. Give stock up to David Bakhtiar. Kudos. Bakhtiar, I'm not saying he's back, but certainly looked pretty good. John Runyon didn't allow one either. Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, and Yash Nyman all had pressures coming off of their uh, their performance yesterday. But David Bakhtiar, nope, didn't happen. Kudos to him. Stock up for David Bakhtiar. Bill, today was way too glorious to really get into what happened in Iowa City on Saturday. Wisconsin lost 24-10 to 10, uh, while outgaining the Iowa Hawkeyes by 80 yards, uh, a whopping 227 to 146. I, Graham Mertz, I, probably one of the worst games of his career. It, it's become a true when they go on the road and face a good defense. The offense just can't do anything. And yeah. it sucks. Uh, Leonard will hire a new staff and things will change. It just, you had the hope because Bielema lost to Purdue and you saw the West was up for grabs and then to yep. watch that game, it was terrible. Yep. No, I completely agree watching Bielema, Bielema lose. I was just like, okay, here we go. Finally, here, it's, it's a breath of hope weekend. Here we go. And then pff, nothing. It, it, oh, it was an ugly game. And Did I was thinking of during the game. I did not. I was, I was in and out of consciousness, to be honest with you. Oh. Uh, Michelin man. Ask. Oh, really? I just saw the score. I didn't see the game. I was I was scrolling through score on my phone. I didn't see the highlights of the game. I would have loved to have seen the Michelin Man-esque coat. But that's what Bielema does now. He's he's all bundled up. After being in Arkansas for a little period of time, he had to figure out a way to get acclimated to the cold all over again. 
standing out in it. Actually, speaking coach. of Arkansas, everybody thought that they could give LSU a run, and they did. They lost by three without their starting quarterback. The big story there was it was real gun hunting season in Arkansas, which I guess is a thing. It's the first day of the year you could use a gun to hunt as opposed to a crossbow. I, I'm just learning about this now, but the turnout to the game, I guess, was a little low because it was a big morning for everyone to go hunt, and then they lost. Yeah. Not that that matters, well, but... you know, you got to make your decisions, I guess. So nobody wanted to listen to the fake accent of one Brian Kelly, I guess, after the game. So that'll turn you off. Hey, stock up. Two in a row. Break them up. The Detroit Lions, they beat the Bears 31-30, to putting up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Stock up to the Detroit Lions. How about them Lions? Even in the loss, I'll piggyback. Uh, Justin Fields is starting to look more and more terrific as he time is. goes on. He's confident. Yeah. Once they get into the backyard football situations and he sheds a tackle, he looks impossible to defend. And their defense sucks so bad that he's always on the field. But it, it's good to see him playing well, even though he's a bear. I, I've always loved Fields. Um, but the Bears stink. And uh, they gave up 31 to a Lions team that can score. We all know that. We've watched them score. And the Lions have now put back-to-back wins together. The Lions are now at 3-6. and six, And they have the tiebreaker over the Bears. I like it. I'm just basking in the glow that the Lions got a win. I'm happy about that. In the meantime, stock down. Oh, my goodness. Those Oakland Raiders which now have transferred to Las Vegas, and apparently everybody's hitting the, hitting the clubs and they're hitting the casinos and they're hanging out. Nobody's doing the things that it, it takes to win. Or maybe they just miss, miss Rich Passaccia. But Derek Carr after the game, breaking up, coming to tears, talking about some guys care about taking care of their bodies and just doing whatever's necessary to get on the practice field, whatever's necessary to even sleep at night, while others don't care. Calling out his teammates. Uh, he did say he loved the coaching staff and he loved Josh McDaniels, which I, I can't figure that out. I don't know if he's just throwing that in so he doesn't get fined or fired or benched or whatever. But, man, the Colts go in with Jeff Saturday just walking through the door and saying, hey, I'm the head coach. How are we looking? Uh, and the Colts get a win 25-20 over uh, the Raiders. Uh, Devontae Adams did score, by the way. Did get into the end zone. Did flex the muscles. And all I kept thinking was, don't do that, Devontae. Nine catches, 126 yards, a 48-yard touchdown catch. But don't do that because you, your team just sucks. You, they're just awful. And sure enough, uh, the Raiders ended up losing 25-20. to 20. The Raiders are 2-7 and seven on the season. They suck. Wisconsin offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. Many are wondering going forward. Who knows? Ah. My last one, uh, my guy Tony Finau won the Houston Open this weekend in front of a yeah. crowd of zero out there to watch because it's golf in the fall. Some are wondering about the gravity of the win and the quality of field size, uh, but four wins in his last 14 months. We're monitoring the situation. Could be a big Tony Finau year. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for me. Other than the fact that the Dolphins routed the Browns, they did what they were supposed to, and the Dolphins very quietly have put together a 7-3 and three record. And, oh, by the way, here's one thing to think about in the grand scheme of things when you think about the NFL. And we talked about, you know, the best team in uh, in the East. Beginning of the season, that was going to be Buffalo. Buffalo is probably pretty much at this point the, the Super Bowl favorite, right? They don't even lead their division. They don't even lead their division. Miami does. It's 7-3. and three. The Jets... 
at six and three, Bills at six and three, and New England very quietly at five and four. So uh, you had Cincinnati on a bye this week. They're behind Baltimore in the AFC North. Tennessee, believe it or not, coming in on Thursday night, leading the AFC South that nobody wants to win. They are six and three. Kansas City, the cream of the crop, at seven and two. But a weird, weird, weird NFL football season, which then gives us that little, little glimmer of hope in a very long and dark tunnel that still stands bright that says maybe, just maybe, the Green Bay Packers can put it together, stack success, and find their way back into the postseason. Coming up next, our own Mike Clemens, the man, the myth, the legend. He's going to be joining us. We're going to talk more about what happened yesterday, this portion of the program. Brought to you by J&L Tire Service. Lyle and his staff out there in uh, in, Oca- or, excuse me, in uh, Johnson Creek. Great people. That's the exit right there off of 94 where the alcohol is. If you need your oil change, if you need brakes, if you need tires, God knows they can do it all. If you're an over-the-road driver, they've got a great big facility for semi-rigs. No problem. Stop out and see Lyle and the gang. JNLTire.com. That is J and LTire.com. More of the Bill Michael Show with Mike Clemens next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Blitz coming. Picked up. Rogers far side of the field. It is. Watson, did he hold on? And he did not. It's incomplete. On the fake, Rodgers lets it fly, has Watson, he's got it on his feet, and he's in for the touchdown! That might be the biggest catch of this young receiver's career. Just took a big sigh of relief. Look at his buddies greeting him on the sideline, man. That's got to feel good. Christian, obviously, he's got elite size, elite speed. I I do think that he's going to continue to get better and better and better because I see him and how the way he works on a daily basis. That gives us confidence. It started off rough again, you know, having two drops and then to finish the game with three touchdowns. And I did tell him after the second drop on the third down, I said, hey, we're coming back to you. We're coming back to you. Welcome back to the program. Big moment for Christian Watson. And then the one he scored on was very similar, reminiscent of the play that he had the drop on in Minneapolis. Same thing down the sideline, hauls it in, and ends up going in for a touchdown. This portion of the program, and Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. They are quiet, cozy, and comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field, and it's perfect for a family stay. And if you're going to be out there, especially with uh, the cold weather starting to sink in, good good home-style cooking, some of that chili seven days a week, good stuff at the Bay Family Restaurant. Go to the Bay Motel in Green Bay on South Military Avenue. Call them today for reservations, 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441 or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com that is baymotelgreenbay.com Mike Clemens now joining us on the hotline man big uh, coming out party for Christian Watson last night Mike yep and you know the Packers trade up to get him he's got the height he's got the MVS speed the knock on him coming out of college that he you know had problems with drops his knee surgery after the mini camps he uh, uh, is up and down. Well, he's you know recovering from the knee surgery, so he misses 
most of training camp he's you know taking the mental reps but as you mentioned on the first play of the start of the season they line up wide right against Patrick Peterson older secondary guy 32 33 years old for the Vikings and he just burns him he's wide open Rodgers hits him right in the hands and he drops it and I've heard not one now but several national analysts or writers there was a lot of national columnists up in the booth last night probably to cover the Cowboys and uh, they all said, you know, if Christian Watson catches that ball against the Vikings, how different is this? It's like the Packers season. And and uh, and that question was answered last night. They they need somebody to stretch the field, and they don't have anybody until this kid. So it got to be – I put this up on Twitter. There was a minute 23 left to play in the third quarter. I think the – score might have been 14-14 then. Yeah. And I said, here's the breakdown of their passing game. Christian Watson is one for five in targets. Robert Tunyon is one for one. Why don't they use Robert Tunyon more? One for one for Al Lazard and one for one for Sammy Watkins. That was their passing game almost, you know, heading into the fourth quarter. And then Watson turns it on and gets two more touchdowns and a slant over the middle. And mm-hmm. and so I talked to this kid, Bill, last Friday because he's always been very positive and very upbeat. But with each, you know, after the concussion and the hamstring injuries in, in September and October, and then last week's loss, he was really down. And I went to him, and I'm telling you, his voice sounds okay when you listen to this, but his eyes were dead. Like he was just beaten. And I said, is there anybody, is there one particular guy like a Mercedes or somebody, Sammy Watkins, that's encouraging you to keep your chin up and keep trying? Uh, you know, I'd say all, all of the veteran guys in the room. Um, so, I mean, even, even the rookies that I came in with, the, the coaching staff, um, you know, obviously as much as, you know, you know, they want me to, you know, be out there and, and to be healthy, uh, you know, I feel like everybody's had my back, you know, throughout the whole entire process. Um, so, I mean, I'd, I'd say everybody. Because I'll tell you, I've not seen a coach come up to you so quickly in practice, maybe after practice, and the head coach coming to consult you. I mean, he, he was anxious to get you, uh, get you out there. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, they do that, you know, in a lot of a lot of different circumstances with, with a lot of different guys. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'm thankful to have, you know, you know, coaches and, and, and players who are who are so supportive. Because uh, obviously, you know, it's easy to get down on yourself when things aren't going your way. Uh, so it's nice to have, obviously, people that are keeping you up during those situations. Mike, uh, I don't think it's just for the Packers season would it have been different. You wonder how much that first initial drop has been sitting inside his head, you know? Absolutely. And and Aaron Rodgers' head in terms of trusting him. And the other mm-hmm. times that Rodgers has tried to come to him in a game. Yeah, I, I mentioned to him, you know, this was early and often. Like, starting with rookie minicamp, you don't see head coaches in the locker room very often. It's like, you know, they got them on the practice field. I'll get you in the classroom. But the locker room, let that be the player's domain. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen uh, Matt LaFleur come in, uh, maybe right after a game or right after a practice, and he's right because, you know what, this is their project. This is the kid that they needed 
to get to start me up like the music you played there. Right. This is the the key that they've been looking for for their offense because it spreads the field, it opens up the running game, it opens up things for guys like Lazard and Watkins, you know, more sure-handed guys. It takes those safeties deep. You've got to you've got so the this kid ends up with four catches on eight targets, 107 yards, average 26 yards a catch and the three touchdowns. It's like only, you know, Max McGee back in the 50s one and I think James Lofton ever had three games, uh, three touchdowns as a rookie for the Green Bay Packers. So there's Watson up there on the podium last night. And he says, just like what LaFleur said, yeah, it was in that game, those first two bad drops, that not only did Aaron Rodgers, but Matt LaFleur came to him and said, we're still coming to you. You're still in the game plan. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, uh, 12 and uh, Matt both said early, I mean, we're going to come back to you. And, I mean, obviously, you know that. That hit me at home. Uh, obviously, you know I knew I know that those are plays I can make. Those are plays that you know I make every day at practice, and and just something I know I'm capable of. So, obviously, you know just ha- having that uh, to fall back on, just knowing you know I'm still in it. Uh, we're still good. They still got faith in me. Uh, means the world. Christian, what's going through your mind when what's going through your mind when they call the first deep shot to you? I mean, considering you know what happened in the first game in Minnesota. Uh, sure, I'm. I forgot about that play already. Uh, <laughs> So I don't even know what player you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he remembers it. Uh, I, I know you got to put it out of your mind. But, uh, you know, all kidding aside, one of the big things they did, Mike, was this team stuck with a run. And for as much as you talk about, you know, what Christian Watson did, the fact that they're down 14, still running and pounding the football and, and sticking to what kind of got them there and what they discovered in the second half of that Buffalo game and didn't panic, I, I, that I give credit for. Right. They finally stuck with it in the Buffalo game. Um, they just couldn't convert with the passes. They still had some dumb penalties that, that put them behind. And then they would get behind, and that's why they would get away from the running game on second or third down if they had some holding penalty, some false start penalty, something. And, you know, get back to the Bobby Tunyon thing. Why don't they throw to him more? Because he only got one target. But I also think they're still keeping him in to help out with those tackles. Usually maybe... You know, right. uh, uh, Yash Nyman over on the right side. Uh, I saw Elton Jenkins get beat a couple times up the middle, which, you know, never happened before. But here's another guy that's struggling, is trying to come back from that ACL injury. But we got to talk to Aaron Jones at length last night. Um, A.J. Dillon was around, but, you know, he's like, he put it all on 33. So A.J. Dillon finished with 13 carries for 65 yards. Uh, he had his longest was 17. He more that power run over the middle that you can attack. And then Aaron Jones, sometimes he gets stopped for one. Sometimes he would do an outside zone to the left. There'd be a huge bunch. And then he would cut back and pick up 15, 17 yards. It was just, but they kept after it. And he got 24 carries. And the longest was the 30. There was one time we had a spin move. But we talked to him about, you know, how well they did a good job of when Aaron Jones would have a run and then one of those Cowboys would slam him on the sidelines, that you know he could brush off and go to the sidelines and sit out the next series, and A.J. Dillon would uh, – they, they complimented each other that way. Uh, I think we complimented each other very well. Uh, wouldn't go – it wasn't just a drive here, drive there. We were rotating in and out uh, pretty much every drive, and I think that helped keep us fresh. And we're going to do the most that we can when we get the, get the opportunity with the balls in our hands and – uh, me and AJ have both said we feel like we can 
provide a spark for this, whether uh, we're running the ball, run somebody over. It may, may not be explosive, but you run somebody over that gets the sideline going and things like that. So uh, just being that spark. Did uh, spin move, was that instinctive, or have you been working on that a little bit that you were able to bounce off to? I didn't even know I hit a spin move. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny because uh, the long one I broke, I, I just remember fun, uh, fumbling, and I asked, I'm like, what play do we run? Like, I can they call the play, I know the play, I'll run it. Have successful or non successful. I'm like, damn, what play did we just run? And I had to go and go and ask that, so I'll have to go back and look at the film and see it. But I, you said I hit a spin move? Yeah, it was pretty nifty. Oh, too. thank you. Kind of kind of scares me a little bit. Hope he wasn't concussed along the way. Doesn't exactly. remember what he just did. That's kind of like you, you and I driving up to Lambo going, how the hell did we get here? You know, yeah. we can't remember our last turn. It's like, uh oh. Something's not good. Uh, we got Mike Clemens on the line. Uh, we're going to put him back on hold. We're going to get to a quick break. We're going to come back and get uh, a couple more segments with Mike. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley. Oh, my goodness. Look up Stoley, S-T-O-L-L-E-Y, Stoley's Hog Alley, H-O-G-G, over on Facebook. The pictures, it's it's getting there. It's about done. The parking lot has finally been paved. They've got everything just about in. Finishing up the outer facade. Got some more interior work, but, oh, my God, it's beautiful. I can't wait for this place to open. I would love I'm going to talk to Jeff. Maybe we'll just do a the grand opening show there, and we do a show live from there because I think it's fantastic. But that's Stoley's Hog Alley out in Oconomowoc in Summit, to be exact. But uh, keep supporting them, and don't forget about Stoles Old 109 up in Watertown as well. That's Stoles Old 109 up in Watertown as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Prescott over the middle, and it's intercepted again. It's Ford again. Near side, has a block. Rudy Ford inside the 30. Anytime you're taking points away from the opposition, that's big time. So, obviously, both of those picks were were critical in our ability to, you know, keep the game close, I would say, and to go up on them, but uh, just great plays by him. Welcome back! Mike Clemens joining us, and uh, the uh, Cowboys go down in painful fashion for Cowboys fans yesterday at Lambeau Field. Meanwhile, at least we have a little glimmer, a little bit brighter glimmer of light at the end of a very long, dark tunnel as far as hope goes for the Green Bay Packers and their fan base. And Mike, uh, today, boy, you talk about two people in Cowboy Nation that are getting roasted. Mike McCarthy for going for it instead of kicking the field goal, and Dak Prescott for just stinking up the joint. Yeah, Dak threw the ball 46 times. He had uh, 27 completions, 265 yards. He threw it to CeeDee Lamb uh, 15 times, 11 catches for that. But, you know, it's the picks. And here's this Rudy Ford just kind of, you know, hanging around in the back end there, coming in at safety with, with Eric Stokes now out for the the season. <clears throat> you know, the, the secondary under Joe Barry, they were playing off these guys too much. Then they, then they let Jair play a little bit more man or against the featured guy, although they said that that, that was impossible. That would disrupt the whole defense. Now you got guys doing more press coverage, maybe on third down, and now you you know you're finding different assignments for who's actually going to be the nickelback. And Darnell Savage, who has struggled, but they put him in the slot, and he seemed to be 
for the most part, better at home. And then they bring in Rudy Ford when they're like in a dime and take a linebacker off. And here this kid, it's like I t- tweeted out, clearly he watched the film. Clearly he knew what some of the routes were because, man, I mean, he not only picked off Dak Prescott once, he picked him off twice. Here's a guy that only had 20 snaps all season. And last night, you know, whenever they went into that package, he was in there three-fourths of the time. So, uh, yeah, you know, you're talking to Dak after the game at the podium about uh, what happened on those two picks. Uh, and the first one was he was trying to get a pass to Dalton Schultz, his big tight end, for a first down. Um, first one was to Schultz. Just kind of, he said he got knocked off his route in a sense, thinking he was going to cross face. Uh, they make a play. Um, that's a huge play right there for us to go up 14. Uh, they stop us, or obviously get the turnover, and then they go score. Yeah, the second one they score off of that one as well. Uh, just and that one's just miscommunication. Yeah, the uh, Schultz needed to go deeper into the end zone and take that safety back, and he just never did. And it, you know, obviously, you know, thank God for the Green Bay Packers case that ended up being a Rudy Ford pick. In the meantime. You got Jair, you know, I mean, between him, Rudy, I mean, they, you know, I know that Savage takes a beating, and I know that Jair is a guy that when he's highlighted, people say he stinks, but for the most part, they don't even like to throw at the guy. He's been really, really solid, but, man, it seems like at least like last year, the secondary is kind of stepping up right now and making a few plays, at least a little glimpse of that yesterday, and hopefully they can continue that throughout the season. Yeah, and I remember Rudy Ford, Three or four years ago, as a kind of a hybrid linebacker safety, and he had some pretty good seasons. And then he sort of dropped off. I think he's with the Eagles, and he was the last team was with the Jaguars before they picked him up. He's 28 years old now. He's a, originally a six-round pick out of Auburn. And he's kind of quiet, number 20. And I think even though he had two picks that led to two scoring drives for the Packers in a huge, must-needed game. He he ducked out of the locker room. So uh, we went over to Jair to talk to him about, you know, uh, what do you think about Rudy, of all people, coming up with two picks against the Cowboys? You know, in practice, in practice, like, he would drop a, a few balls. And I'm like, yo, Rudy, don't wait till the last minute, you know, the one to try to catch these interceptions, you know. And then he come out here tonight and catch two of them, you know, so, like, I'm not going to take credit for it. You know, I didn't catch it, but <laughs> he came out and he was prepared. And the other thing that people didn't really, I don't think they recognized early on, was that uh, you know they did make some adjustments via the secondary to start the game yesterday, and putting Darnell Savage uh, over into the nickel position was one of those moves. You know, LaFleur was asked a question about, okay, so if Stokes isn't coming back, uh, you know, does that mean that you're going to have to move some guy into the nickel? And Lafleur kind of snapped back, like, "What do you want me to give away the game plan?" Like, right? And so that was a little bit of a tip, like, "Okay, either he's tired or we've touched a nerve." And so that wasn't brought up. And of course, that stuff is all behind closed doors for us now. When they kick us out of practice, when they start lining up the secondary. But yeah, Jair Alexander was talking about. So you guys, you know, you took the chance. You moved Darnell safe, uh, Savage from safety up into that nickel slot, uh, and, and it worked out pretty good for you? Man, I told you, we was like, we got a super dynamic secondary. And with Savage stepping in that nickel, like, he was able to be around the ball more, you know, and I know that's what he wanted to, to do. So, And then Rudy, man, Rudy stepped up so big tonight. Like, he changed the game for us on defense, and, you know, 
real, you know, soft-spoken person, you know, but for him to step up like that, that was just amazing, man. We need to just keep doing what we're doing. Jaya had and, a big stop on fourth down, Bill, yeah. where then, and I'm, I'm sure they showed it on the TV, where he looked into the stands in the north end zone at Lambeau Field, beautiful football night, and he stood there and he put his hand in the air and it looked like he was taking a big sword and, and putting it back into his holder, right? Does that mm-hmm. look like his celebration? Yep, yep. Yep. I said, is that a big sword or something you got going on? He goes, what are you talking about, sword? No, no, no. He says, I'm pulling the power of the universe out of the sky, and I'm buckling up. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> what? what? That's deep. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, I didn't know that giant plug in the sky was dangling there. I'd have harnessed that thing years ago, Mike. <laughs> I, I'll look more closely the next time. Yeah. So, Damn. Uh in the meantime, Darnell Savage was talking to us. He was pretty much down in the dumps for some of these misses he had. Man, he had that huge miss, miss tackle. Just flew by Josh Allen a couple of weeks ago up in Buffalo. But, you know, you talk to Savage and you ask him, how did it feel to stop the Cowboys offense in overtime when they win the coin toss and they're driving down the field? A great feeling, you know. I feel like tonight we really we played together, uh, offense, defense, and special teams. We picked each other up when when we needed to be picked up. Um, but it was it's just good. It's just good to get a win because because no win is easy in this this league. You know, you know they they win the toss. We know we gotta get a stop. You know what I'm saying? And at the very least, hold them to a field goal. So um, I don't think it, it necessarily changed. We knew we were gonna have to get a stop one way or another. So it just it just felt good for us to go out there and play together, trust each other, and put it together. You know, um, get the fourth down stop. That was big. You know, so. I'm in a good mood right now. Uh, one thing for the Packers, Mike, and I did make a mention of this during the postgame show yesterday, was you, you start talking about the mistakes and some of the things have been penalties, timely penalties. Yesterday, the Packers only penalized six times for 40 yards. Still the Cowboys, they're one of the more penalized teams in the league. Nine penalties, three key penalties to keep drives alive for 83 yards, and the Packers did not make as many stupid mistakes yesterday. And this is what they when they keep on talking about we're behind the sticks. You got a menu, you got a series of plays you have in mind, and then somebody jumps off sides. And the next thing you know, you know, you're or there's a hold, and you're third and nineteen, and or or maybe even closer. But they don't have some of the weapons right now. They don't have the experience to overcome those like they have in years past. And I'm kind of surprised they don't do like more bubble screens to Aaron Jones to try and dig themselves out of those things. But Alan Lazard, who comes up with that clutch play there, you know, uh, at at the end in 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 overtime, he was talking about the biggest difference that he felt, particularly in last night's game, was fewer penalties killing him on first or second down. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon being used back and forth, back and forth to keep things fresh. And no doubt, when Christian Watson got hot as the game went on, he stretched the field. Cowboys did a great job all game, you know, kind of be able to um, control us and keep the ball in front of them and not have too many explosive plays on them. But um, for him to be able to do that um, makes them, you know, reevaluate how they're playing, playing us the rest of the game and everything. So they didn't want to make any adjustments, and they paid for it. And a couple of things to note is when they hit Christian Watson for the touchdown, it was third and short, fourth and short, third and short to Alan Lazard. Sometimes it's the first and second downs that really do set up that third down. Yeah, like for Lazard, when, uh, you know, he, he, okay, now the Packers have got the ball and they're going to run it with Aaron Jones because they feel that that's now their safest, most secure play. And so Aaron Jones 
gets one yard, and then it gets eight yards, and you get a third and one. So now on third and one, the Cowboys are like, all right, it'll probably be A.J. Dillon or something. So they bunch up, and here Lazard sneaks off down the side, literally gets behind a corner who thinks he's got to watch maybe one of those outside run zone plays on a third and one, and he's he's putting his hand up in the air, 36 yards. They go from the Green Bay 44 down to the Dallas 20 in overtime, and now you're in Mason Crosby field goal range, and Lazard talked about that. The way we were able to run the ball today um, helped um, tremendously uh, on the pass game and especially that last play um, for me able to sneak behind the um, defense and be able to get explosive. Being back here at Lambeau was probably the biggest thing. You know, We've really obviously been on a three-game road skid these past few few weeks and everything, but if you take it back to the London game and the Jets, like it's really been about a month and a half, it feels like, since we've really been back here. In our elements especially, um, being able to play comfortable, um, play our brand of football, and we were able to do that today. You know, Mike, uh, the one thing that I'm getting a lot of uh, from Cowboys fans today is they were upset about, uh, you know, the, the non-pass interference call. I kept telling everybody, hey, did you see J- uh, uh, Aaron Jones get his face mask ripped off and there was no flag there either as right. he was going out of bounds late in the ballgame? So it all comes out in the wash, man. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, on the one hand, they let him play. But on the other hand, though, there's plenty of plays that, that could have been called. Uh, one thing that the Cowboys were missing, Bill, was Anthony Brown. Their corner, number three, that went down, I think it was a, a knee injury. Hey, that's another thing, too. The blue tent, I don't think, was ever up all night long on the Packers' sidelines. Thank God. I, I, I know Michael Gallup, the Cowboys receiver, had to go in there and have a, a knee looked at. But, you know, Rodgers took advantage of that right away. Next play, when number one, this Kelvin Joseph, was in there filling in the corner, he started attacking with passes on that side. Uh, we went into the, into the uh, Cowboys' locker room. You know, some of their defensive backs, like Diggs, said, you know, to be honest, some of those receivers, we didn't really have any tape on them, like Christian Watson, some of those guys that were hard to prepare for. And Tony Pollard, like you mentioned, and some of the, you know, they thought, well, at least the Cowboys fans thought, that, that the Packers should have been called for pass interference on the Cowboys' offensive drive in overtime. Playing for the Cowboys, you know, those type of calls we normally don't get on our side, so it's expected. You know, we just have to be better. Um, you know, we got to put it on ourselves. You know, at the end of the day, we control what we do, so we just got to be better. Then again, in overtime, the, the ticky-tack ones, you don't normally see the flags thrown. They kind of let them play. So I'm, I'm not overly concerned about that. But if I'm a, a Cowboy fan, you pretty much had the nail in the coffin. You were up 14 in the ball late in the ball game, and you weren't able to seal the deal. Yeah. So right after Mason's Crosby's kick was good, I'm dashing for the elevators. I'm on the catwalk. I'm running down. I'm going into the Cowboys because I figure McCarthy's going to go first before I run back over to the Packers locker room and see what those guys have gotten to say after the game. So I, you know, I didn't. I haven't really seen the TV tape yet. So. Was there a big exchange between McCarthy and Rodgers after the game? Or I heard Rogers there was kind of a quick high five, and it was a pat on the back, and then that was a smile, and that was it. And then Mike had to, Mike had to get inside. Yeah, and then Rodgers said something. Um, I think at the podium last night that he actually met with McCarthy before the game, and they had a little exchange or something like that. So, mm-hmm, yeah. So anyway, Mike came in. I mean, he hasn't changed a bit, man. All red in the face and full of vinegar and. You know, piss and spit, <laughs> and was asked right. about, "Hey, man, you, you had a twenty-eight to fourteen lead. You, you let slip away to this, you know, five-loss streak team, the Green Bay Packers, in the fourth quarter." 
We, I mean, we were totally in control of that game, as, you know, as far as our viewpoint. And, you know, and, and I felt when we got the ball that we were going to go down and score and, and then see what happens. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very disappointing. I'm very disappointed for the players because I, I thought they definitely did enough today to win. Wasn't the return he wanted? No, sir. And then after all the football questions were asked, and I posted this, I get all this negative stuff on the media stuff, and people don't know what the hell they're talking about. There was about 10, 12 questions from the Dallas media of McCarthy, football questions about you know decisions here, plays here, calls, that kind of thing. And at the very end of the night, there was one young Green Bay reporter that said, so, Mike, you know, in all in all, so how was you know your Lambeau Field experience? And, and here's what the, the Cowboys coach had to say. Like besides the results, overall experience of being back during the day. So that's just not. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm 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 humble pied out. Okay. All right. Thank you. No more humble pie. He's humble pied out. That's our buddy Mike Clemens hanging in there. We got another segment with Mike coming up. Maybe we'll find some pie in the meantime. You can get not pie, but good food out of Buzzard Billy's. Uh, they are in Lacrosse. I love Buzzard Billy's. Go down and get yourself a good meal. Great meal. Okay, Cajuns and pastas and all kinds of good stuff. Then you head upstairs to the Starlight, Starlight Lounge and make a night of it. Get that chocolate martini, which is so good, or the Snickers, which is even better. But they've got really good martinis, drinks, and such upstairs. It's like you're waiting for the Rat Pack to show up. It's fantastic. A whole experience right there, one building. Buzzer Billy's downstairs, Starlight Lounge upstairs. Good stuff right there in Lacrosse. Wrapping things up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Kick is up and good! A Green Bay winner! It's just amazing to you know, be able to go finish it off there with a, with a short field goal after kind of the back and forth and what a game like that is. So uh, I can't say enough about you know, my teammates and the guys that laid it out there uh, you know, the whole game and um, you know, were able to get us in that position to go win. Welcome back to the program. Mike Clemens joining us on the line with a final thought uh, from Lambeau before we uh, get out of here. So, Mike, big win last night, though, man, and to overcome what they did against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you overcome that stinker 15-9. to in Detroit, you lose Rashawn Gary for the year. You lose Romeo Dobbs for four to six weeks. You lose Eric Stokes likely for the year. And Aaron Rodgers talked about what it came like coming off that game in Detroit where he threw three costly picks to last night's performance. Last week uh, was definitely a low uh, rock bottom-ish for sure. I don't know the, the depressive uh, uh, isolationism way, but more disappointment. And I felt like that that was the bottom and it was only up from there. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the battles that we face are between I and I, between the person that can go out there and dominate and knows that they can, and the little voice in your head that tries to knock you off of that uh, confident perch you're on. So I'm uh, happy that I knocked that voice back into hell and uh, had a good performance today. 
There you go. That'll do it. Mike, great stuff. We'll talk again soon, pal. Thank you, Bill. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clements. Great stuff from him. And thanks to all of you watching today over on the Bud Light live stream. We were packed today. Great stuff. And for everybody listening all throughout uh, the the, uh, the Packer Nation, I guess the best way to put it. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow I get a little bit even stronger and we come out fiery today. If you didn't listen to the first hour of the show, go back and catch it via podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere you get podcasts. Time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.